Hi, y'all. I'm Christy Bruce. Welcome to my Progress Matters podcast. My prayer is that this podcast becomes a place that you land on to be encouraged and inspired through the real and raw messages that God lays on my heart. I hope you will be able to relate, reflect, and make progress in your life. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Progress Matters podcast. Today, we're going to talk about mom to the rescue. Recently, my 11-year-old went back to summer camp. Now, if you have followed me for any length of time, you might have already heard the story about his experience a couple of years ago. He went a couple of years ago, but he did not go with any friend. Now, he was there the same time his brother was. But mom fail, he didn't have a friend with him that very first time he went. And he was suffering from a lot of anxiety and fear. We had recently, prior to him going to camp, lost a family friend who's like the man was pretty much the same age as my husband. And Walker became very afraid of us dying, wanted to know when we were going to die and all kinds of things. So... On the heels of all of that happening, he went to camp. He was nervous, but he went, and his first three days were very, very, very hard. Um, So he powered through it. He ended up having a really good last part of the week two years ago, and the next year he wasn't going to go. And then COVID hit, and my older one didn't get to go anyway, so nobody went to camp last year. Then... He asked us if he could go back, and he was going to go with two friends. So this whole last year, we've been talking about it, planning for it, paying for it, you know, all the things, and he was so excited. And then Saturday night, before drop-off on Sunday morning, he got very nervous, very anxious, didn't want to go, was all in his head, was afraid to leave us, like... Oh, my word. And we worked on helping him get to sleep that night. And then the next morning we woke up, came out of our room at like 7.15, and he was sitting on the stairs crying and fretting about having to go to camp. I'm going to share with you how my stance was on this and how we handled it. And I might sound mean, and I might sound hard, and I might even sound heartless, but I'm not. I love my kids so much. But I do think there are times where if we rescue them from the fear they're feeling or the situation, that it might not serve them well later in life. So he really didn't want to go. He was begging us, please let me stay home. I don't want to go. I'm afraid. And my husband and I tag teamed it and took turns talking to him about it. But when I was talking to him, I said, Walker, if we let you stay home, if we allow you to make a decision based on fear, it's not a good thing. We don't let fear drive our decisions in this house. And I said to him, if you don't go, then the devil wins. 
And he was like, what do you mean? And I said, because the devil doesn't want you to go spend a week at church camp, getting to know God on a deeper level, being with friends and building bonds of friendship that are rooted in Christ. So if you stay home because you are afraid, the devil won this little battle. And he's going to think you're an easy target the next time something comes up. And he's going to be like, well, Walker didn't go before. I'll just put fear in his heart again, and he'll, he won't go again, which whatever it is. It might be camp. It might be a mission trip. It might be a function of some sort. Who knows? But I said, he will use that. And I want you to understand something. Fear is not from God. Fear is a liar. Fear is from the devil. Fear is not, God does not give you fear. Now you can have scared feelings. You can be nervous. Absolutely. But if you succumb to the fear, then you're letting the enemy win. And y'all, I just can't let the enemy win. I can't let the enemy win in my own life. And I darn sure don't want him to win in my kids' lives. So Larry dealt with some of this as a younger kid. And so he could identify with Walker on a better level from like empathizing because he understood the feelings, right? So he took turns. He talked to him about that part of it and how, hey, I didn't want to go to school the first few days of every school year when I was really little. And I cried and I was afraid, but I still had to go to school. My mom still made me go to school. Um and he goes, and I survived, Walker, and I got I got stronger, and I realized it wasn't anything to be afraid of. And so he came at him from that angle. Y'all, we talked this to death, okay? Like 100% talked it to death. And at one point, I was sitting with Walker, and I finally said, listen, I'm not letting you stay home. I'm not. I don't think it serves you well for for you to stay home. I don't feel like I need to rescue you from this. I feel like I have to push you here and push you out of your comfort zone so that God can be the one that you lean on instead of using mom and dad as your crutch. Because there are going to be times in your life that we're not going to be there. We're not going to be around. We're not going to be close by. And you're going to have to learn to lean on God. And if you establish that bond and that relationship with him now, it's going to serve you forever. I said, so we're not going to talk about this anymore. Okay. We're going to leave for camp in an hour and we're not going to harp on this anymore. And so we didn't, he understood that he had to go. He made a deal with his dad that if he didn't like it, he never had to go back, which was totally fine. That's a fine deal. No problem. So as the minutes got closer to us leaving and it's a two hour drive to camp, He was nervous, but I was like, come on, let's go. We're going to get in the car. We'll go eat lunch. You pick out where you want to eat, and I'll take it. And I just took him because my husband had to take my older son somewhere else. So Walker and I set off for camp, had a good lunch. While we were sitting at lunch, this this is really funny. He said to me, so, Mom, what are you afraid of? Like, what are the things that scare you or that you have fear about? And I sat there for a minute, and I said, well, one of the things I'm very scared of is bungee jumping. I would never do it. And he's like, you wouldn't? And I'm like, no, I don't want to jump off a ledge with a a rope tied to my ankles. No way, no way, no way. I wouldn't do it. It scares me to death. And my 11-year-old son looked at me and said, well, you know what they say, Mom? A few minutes of fear or a lifetime of regret. And oh my gosh, 
I stopped and I looked at him and I smiled and I said, Walker, do you know what you just said? And he sat there for a minute and he was like, I didn't really think that through (laughs) because he didn't want to apply it to his situation. And I was like, buddy, that's exactly right. A few minutes of fear or a lifetime of regret. If you don't face this and go and see how strong you can be when God gives you the strength you need, you are going to regret it. And I'm not going to help you live in regret. So he kind of got pumped up. He's like, okay, let's go to camp. So we get in the car after lunch. We're driving to camp. And he went back and forth, y'all, all the way driving there. Like, I'm nervous. Okay, I'm ready. I'm nervous. Oh, I don't know if I want to go. I'm excited. Like, I mean, it was a ping pong ball, literally. So as we're getting into, we, we get close to camp. Like, we're, we're getting really close. And he's like, okay, mom, I'm really getting nervous. I said, it's okay to be nervous. You've got this. You are going to do just fine. We pull up, we check in, you know, we have to go through a bunch of different car lines and different things. And we get out of the car and they get his trunk and put it on the flatbed trailer. And we sit on the flatbed trailer as we're driving to his cabin. We're with lots of other people. And his, his eyes are starting to get tears in them. And he's breathing heavy. And I'm like, you're, you're going to be fine. You've got this. Now, his two friends, praise God, were already at his cabin when we got there. This is the cutest thing, though, because he has tears in his eyes. He's nervous. We pull up to the cabin, and his two buddies are like, Walker, what took you so long? Dude, we're so glad you're here. And my child, with tears in his eyes, says, yeah, man, I couldn't wait to get here. Couldn't get here fast enough. And I thought, and there it is. Sometimes peer pressure can be a really good thing. And in this situation, I knew It was going to be a good thing because as much as he might have been bothered and nervous and fearful, he had buddies there so excited to see him that were going to help push him into a place where he's like, I can do this. And I knew that in my gut. I knew that. So we got off the trailer. I talked to the two counselors that were there. He started playing with the other kids. They were doing little relay races among themselves while they were waiting for all the campers to show up. And I pulled two of his counselors aside and I said, listen, here's what's going on. Here's what happened two years ago. I'm not going to be the mom that comes and gets him. I mean, obviously, if he's sick or hurt or something, of course, but I'm not going to come rescue him from his fear. I said, so I just want you guys to know that he might try to tell you to call me if he needs to call me fine, but I'm just here to tell you I'm not going to come get him. And they were like, we got it. We understand we deal, we deal with this. We, we got it. And I'm like, I believe you. I trust you. I just want you to know that there might be some, he might have a hard time, but I wanted you to be aware of the situation. And they were like, no problem. Now y'all just like when they're in preschool. And if you have preschool age kids, this is a big piece of advice for you. You know, when you're going to preschool and you're dropping your kids off and they don't want to go and they're crying and they're screaming, the quicker you leave, the quicker they're fine. Did you know that? The quicker you walk away and leave the building and you're not in sight anymore, those kids nine times out of 10 stop crying in a matter of seconds. And then they get distracted by all the fun happening. So here we are. He's 11 now. He's not in preschool anymore. 
And I walk up to him like, okay, buddy, everything's good. You're checked in. I love you. Have a wonderful time. And he looked at me. He's he's in the middle, right? He's got a little bit of red eyes, but he's also not super emotional. And I said, you've got this. I love you. Have a great time. And he's like, okay, mom. He turned around and went back to the friend's. I turned around and walked away. Now, I turned around about halfway up the hill one time to see if he was watching me, and he was not, which I was actually thrilled about, and I just kept going. I never turned back around. Here's the thing. I picked him up from camp a week later. I never got a phone call from camp, which was very good news, and when I picked him up, he was so excited He had a great time. He got one of the biggest leadership awards for the cabin. He did struggle the first 24 hours, but he talked about it. He worked through it with his friends, with his counselors, with his cabin mates. He got super close to so many people. He adored his counselors. And by the end of the week, he was stepping into leadership in a whole new level. His relationship with God was deeper. He was praying over the kids, which Walker loves to pray, Like, but you got to be ready because if you're going to have him pray before you eat, you want to maybe not do that because your food might get cold. <laughs> so, I mean, he had moments where he was just praying over the kids and sharing about the struggle and how it was so good to fight through it. I mean, <sighs> true growth in this six days amazing things happened. God worked, God strengthened, God equipped him, God gave him a sense of security that he didn't need to get from me. He didn't need me to rescue him. Am I going to tell you it was easy to leave my child where I can tell he's emotional? Of course not. I don't want him to be emotional or sad or worried or anxious or missing me or any of that. But I know that in this situation, he was better off with me not rescuing him. And of course, it's hard. And of course, I had emotions around it. But I also take it very seriously that when I'm raising my children, I have to equip them to go out in life without me. Our years are getting shorter and shorter. I mean, in seven years, I'm going to be dropping Walker off at college. He's got to know what it's like to be away from me. He's got to understand how to navigate that when he has nerves or fears or scared or anxious or any of that. When he deals with feelings like that, he has to know how to thrive, how to lean on God, how to find a rescue in God and not always in me. So I'm sharing this story with you because if you are in a situation where you are worried about rescuing your kid, you feel like you're supposed to, or maybe you're like, I feel like I'm not supposed to, and how do I fight through the emotions of wanting to rescue them? You're not alone. I feel you, I hear you, I see you, and I am here to tell you, give your child to God. Trust God, trust your instincts. If you know you're not supposed to rescue him, Stand tall in that decision and know that God's got him or her. They're God's child anyway. 
They're just on loan to us, right? He's given us the privilege and the blessing of being their earthly parent and raising them. But they belong to him. Nobody loves them more than him. He's going to take care of them. He wants them to thrive as much as we do. He wants them to be strong and capable and independent and lean on him and look to him for security and guidance and help and strength. People might think you're mean. I'm sure people listened to my stories on Instagram when I was sharing about it and thought, oh my gosh, I could have never done that. I could have never left knowing he was upset. You can when you know it's for the betterment of them, to help them get stronger, to help them grow. You can't always keep your kids in their comfort zone and you can't always be their rescuer. So if you know there's a situation coming where you're like, I'm really not supposed to rescue my child from this. Lord, give me the strength to do what I need to do to help them grow. And and God will provide that for you too. Because he's our rescuer. He's our security. He's our guide in all the things that we're doing too as adults. So mama, there are definitely going to be times where you're supposed to rescue your children. My prayer for you is that you also know those times when you're not supposed to rescue them. Lean on God. Ask Him for guidance. And you can do it. And what's going to end up happening is you're going to be a stronger parent and your child is going to be stronger too. And that's what we want in the end, right? Them to be strong, independent, God-loving, God-seeking adults. That's what we're training them up to be. So trust your gut, trust your instincts. And when you waver, lay it all at God's feet and lay them at God's feet and trust because he's got all of us in his hands. It means the world to me that you tuned in to another episode of the Progress Matters podcast. If this episode resonated with you, share it with a friend, write a review, take a screenshot of the episode and tag me on social media or head over to at Christy C. Bruce on Instagram and send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Remember, every step you take is progress and it matters. It matters.